Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week. I am your host, Aaron Osborne. This week, I have a fantastic episode. Like every episode, I think it's awesome. My guest this week is Tom Lanyon from Series. Um, I have only met Tom a couple times in the past, but we seem to get on great because we both love drinking beer and love talking shit about music. So that was awesome. Um, but yeah, Tom came around and had a chat about series and what's happening with them and what they've been up to and his life growing up in and around Melbourne and getting involved with music and starting off playing sort of solo by himself and then following that up with starting series later in life and moving forward with that as a band. Um, so thank you very much to Tom for bringing me beers and burger rings which were delicious, a snack I have not consumed in quite some time, but worked well together. Um, so yeah, that's the chat for today. Um, it was really fun having that talk and it was really cool, you know, getting to know Tom a little better and sort of figuring my way through these fun conversations that I'm having, especially with people that I don't know so well. Um, but yeah, uh, just a reminder that the live podcasts are happening in July. If you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter, our Instagram, or our website, um, you can find all the details for that. Um, I've got pre-sale tickets available for the Melbourne live podcast at the Reverence Hotel. Um, those are available from the Oblivious Maximus Big Cartel. So go have a look there. They're $10. All it is is your name on the door. It's just guaranteed entry um, on the night. And yeah, if you're interested, please go pick one up. I would very much appreciate it. Also, we'll have some new shirts coming soon, which look cool. And as always, we've got the other stuff that's on there too. So for now, please enjoy Oblivious Maximus, episode 44 with Tom Lanyon from series Brutal. Tom, welcome to my podcast. Thank you, my man. Thanks for having me. Um, I haven't eaten on the podcast before. What are, you, what are you chewing on there? Chewing on some burger rings that you brought around. Mm. Thank you very mm. much. It's a good combo, beer and burger rings. Thanks, yeah. man. Cheers. <laughs> um, okay, so how did you get into music? How did I get into music? Um, I reckon it was just a bunch of... Uh, I had records at home, like seven inches and stuff like that, and we had no record player. Yep. So I'd look at the covers as a kid, and I thought they were really cool, and we'd freeze me around the living room and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> probably listening to music would have been mum's CD collection. Yep. Um, I reckon that was like... What did that consist of? John Farnham, 100%. Great. Just Johnny the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, just take the pressure down, you know, you're the voice. Yeah. All the hits. Classics. Yeah. They're the only ones I remember, to be honest. That's why. Um, Whispering Jack. That's a record, right? Yep. Um, yeah, that. Um, what else? Like, Eurythmics? Mm-hmm. Just crazy mum stuff, pretty much. Yeah. So, I was like, cool, that's what I listened to. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I would just sort of listen to that stuff in the car. Um, John Farnham taught me that I don't like a... I never like a song that um, trails out. Okay. You know, like... A they, fade. A fade out? Yep. Because he, every song seems to do it on, on his records. Well, I mean, I, I have a 
well, not a totally opposite thing. I have never actually really had an opportunity to fade a song out because <laughs> no band I've ever been in has like suited that sort of exit. But I found like a quick love for that because Kiss do it in every yeah. single song. Yeah. Like not one because every Kiss song ends on the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. They must have thought like, oh, this is the best part of the song. We can't stop it. Stop it. No, no way. It just has to go forever. I think it was like, I think it was definitely like an 80s or an early 90s thing where every song just fades out. Yeah. And like, I remember, because it used to be, and they do little variations on the end of choruses. Like, I can't remember what John Farnham's song it was, but there's a variation that sounds really cool and it gets like, like the tempo gets higher or something and it sounds epic, but it's fading out. So you're like, no, You're losing it, yeah. Johnny, what are you doing? (laughs) Touch of Paradise, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so no fade outs on any series songs so far. Well, you know. There's time. There's always time, mate. <laughs> time. You know, your mind could change. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just do one whole fade out record where it's just, <laughs> just it's a 45 minute song just slowly fading just out. going. Yep. That's a good idea. <laughs> That'd be shit ass. No. <laughs> um, but so whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up um, in Melbourne in the e- fringe eastern suburbs. Okay. Almost um, country Victoria. Okay. A place called Fernie Creek in the Dandenongs. Wow. Okay. That's a nice place to grow up. So stoked. It's yeah. the best. Um, yeah. So my brother and I and mum grew up there mm-hmm. um, and, and dad in the, in the early years. But um, yeah. we grew up there for, I think I was there till about, about 20 or something like that. Okay. And then moved in the city and then pretty much stayed there ever since. Yeah. So growing up there was so sick because it was like, we had this sort of i think it was like three or four acres mm-hmm. and we had like billy carts this old paddock bomb we had like a motorbike this dt 100 thing so we just as kids just fully kill ourselves like every <laughs> every weekend mom was like often i don't know what listen to john Farnham maybe so <laughs> so she was uh that took up all her time. yeah exactly so we were stoked we were just brother and i and friends just like running around just going crazy it was the so stoked it was the best mm. place to grow up and now she's moved out now because um, the place got too big for her. There was big gardens and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I miss it because it would have been cool. Because we're in the city. I live in the city and it would, seeing mum was always driving back to the mountain. Yeah, yeah. And now it sucks because she's in Campbell, so it's pretty... pretty <laughs> suburban. Pretty suburban yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, I always wonder about that stuff. I, like, I remember, you know, sort of now as an adult, I, I don't really think about it too much, but I was always jealous when I met kids who lived on like properties and stuff because I always grew up like I grew up in China, so I lived in yeah, cities right. fully you know, the yeah. whole time. Yeah, I was a kid, and like you know, similar friends who have similar stories. But like, it's it's one of those things that like, there's something about that sort of lifestyle that can really shape how you see the world. I guess fully, fully. And I think, and in Melbourne, it's crazy too because you can have that, and then the city's not actually that far away. Yeah, totally. It's like forty-five or fifty minutes down the road, or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. I was so stoked. I think you just kind of, you get a bit more. Maybe you're not very city smart though. That's one thing that kind of screws <laughs> you. You get car park uh, parking fines a lot. Yep. You get you know robbed. Really confused by trams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've no idea what tram is. Yeah. Mikey, I don't know how. Am I touching on or off? I've no idea. <laughs> I just don't do it. Yeah. I'll just pay 70 bucks. Is that how much trams cost? Yeah, it is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so, but you do get a nice, um, I think you get a little um, nice humble kind of awareness of what other stuff's like as well, mm. um, growing up in that sort of almost country. Because it was, Fan Creek's right on top of the mountain and behind it was his country, Victoria. Yeah. And right. in front of it is like the last of the eastern suburbs. So mm. it, was yeah, pre- cool. it was pretty far out, but it was stoked. So what was it like there then, you know, I guess, what footing found you 
like really sort of start developing an interest in you know being musical or things like that yeah i have no idea after listening to john Farnham, like me remembering it's funny as a like i'm a kid and i'm th- listening to john Farnham's song i'm like oh, i don't like how that happens mm-hmm. how that fade out is happening sure. so i must have had like an in- inkling of 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 the way a song is structured maybe or something yeah, like sure. that just thinking about that now really um and and what i liked and didn't like in songs because i think like you know there's people that you we probably don't understand them but they just listen to music and don't ever think about what yeah. it is i think i think that's kind of like a disease almost that like it <laughs> once you start doing stuff like this it sort of gets in your brain because yeah like i mean every time i listen to music i'm like Man, that fucking snare drum sounds oh, great. And how's that riff? Like, fully, totally the same. And how's those people? It's like, I was, who was it before? I think it was like, I think it was, it was a mate of mine maybe in music. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how hard is it to just like not, how hard is it to listen to a song and not like critique it or think of the way the structure is or whatever? And he goes, man, I can just turn that off. I'll just turn that off and listen <laughs> to this song. It's like, bullshit, dude. Are you kidding me? No way. So um, whoever that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Taking I'll... you to task. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You're full of shit. Um, but yeah, so I guess um, musical footing, I don't know, like, I guess I felt like I've always had that in me. Didn't start get to playing guitar till I was in year nine Okay. with a mate and I learned first song. And the guitar lessons were epic. It was in Croydon, this like pretty crappy town, mm-hmm. um, place called Hans Music Spot. Okay. It was, it was a record store and then out the back there was um, like guitar lessons mm-hmm. and stuff. And the first song I took him was um, a B-side from the CD single of Jebediah's Leaving Home. Okay. Very good. <laughs> it's called Monument. Uh-huh. Look it up. It's such a sick song. It's still like one of their best songs, I reckon. Yeah. It's kind of dark and gnarly. And it's got this little pl- plucky riff that's really easy. Mm-hmm. And I took it to... Because all the lessons were, were just take me shit to learn and I'll show you show how to play it. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way of doing it, I reckon. I think so too. I don't know what a G chord is, but I can play Jebediah's Monument there front to back. <laughs> so you've you've won up that court yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly right so and then yeah a friend and i would just every i don't know tuesday night or something after school go in there and learn guitar learn songs i'd learn like the worst songs he was like he thought he was he was in a band called auto man okay. it was such a shit band <laughs> he was Great like name, he was giving us bumper stickers and cds and all the time it's like yeah cool man he's like you should come to a show i'm like i'm 14 i can't go anywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> talking about? my mum's not gonna drop yeah me exactly <laughs> Um, and I'd bring him songs like, so that was Jebediah. I'd definitely bring him like, I think I brought him like a Newfound Glory song or something mm-hmm. like that. Great. Starting to get into like pop punk then. Because mm-hmm. um, back then I was just listening to whatever punkish kind of rock band would be an Australian, like, you know, Motor Ace or Jebediah or all those kind of bands. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so how did you get from John Farnham to there though? Was that just through friends or school? Or? Yeah, well, um, he taught me... My mate Nath, he taught me how to play um, on his guitar at his house in mm-hmm. high school. Like, I never had knew how to play an instrument before that. Yeah. Um, so, I was like 13, 14. He taught me how to play Damn It. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is sick. Like, I can play a Blink song. How cool is that? Yeah. Um, I couldn't. It was a piece. I was so bad at it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a kind of hard song to play, I reckon. Yeah, well, you know, we're I'm, not playing it now. I'm also, really, <laughs> I'm also really bad at playing guitar, too. <laughs> me too. Thanks a lot, guitar yeah. teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was—he sort of showed me how to play. I'm like, this is sick. And then as soon as I did that, I was like, as soon as I realized that I could play someone else's song, it kind of instantly dawned on me that I don't want to play someone else's song anymore. I want to yeah. write my own ones. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to like read his books as a kid. I used to, writing was always kind of, my mum's an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think writing was always kind of front of mind for me. 
Yeah. Um, I'd used to write stories, read books, rah, 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 all that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, grew out of it. Started getting into alcohol as a teenager. Yep. Sweet alcohol. Great. Um, <laughs> cheer, oh, cheers. Good result. Just spilled it all over my pants. That's fine. Yep. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so I was writing and stuff like that. And then that was just these two two things that I love, like Blink-182 and writing writing stories. And that was the songwriting. I was like, whoa, let's see how I can do this. Yeah. So I just quit. I think Nath quit. We both quit guitar lessons at the same time. Nath just gave up guitar and I just thought, no, nah, no way. I'll keep writing and stuff. And yeah just started doing my own thing in like year nine and sort of haven't stopped writing songs since. Yeah. I, I mean, I had a similar thing. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I started, I played music for a long time and did lots of different instruments and things and failed terribly at all of them. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that always, uh, I think was like, like even now I'm not very good at it no. unless it's like easy punk songs or whatever. But like, I, like just don't have an ear really for learning like stuff that's done. Like I can learn a song if someone's showing me a song that they're writing and yep. I can sort of have contribution to it yep. or, you know, I can learn things if I'm filling in for people or whatever. But like my interest was like not at all in sitting around and learning nah. songs. Like, okay, I know how to play like a couple I Had God riffs that I love. Yeah. But I don't know, like, you know... Like I, like every other person in my sort of peer group, I grew up listening to Metallica and Pantera and all that shit. But like, I mean, I could probably play like four Pantera riffs. Like I'm sure I could play them. Yeah. Yeah. But off the top of my head, it's all I've ever bothered to do is write things. It's it's weird, isn't it? And then like, I look at Reese, like in our band who um, writes crazy riffs and he loves it, but he... I don't think he'd ever really sit down and try and write a song. Like he just doesn't, yeah. I don't think he wants to do that, but he can write the craziest stuff over my stuff. Always. Yeah. And, um, he can you tell him any, any Blink-182 song and he'll just remember it like that and play it. Yeah. It's like Rain Man with that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's, I think that's two different minds working there. I think that's probably why we, why we work so good, but so well, sorry. Um, it's all right, man. I'm going to hit a bust your English. Well, your mum might. Mum is. <laughs> mum is though. Yeah. Love you, mum. Uh, yeah, it's one of those. I think it's just two different kind of brains. Maybe it's like left left brain, right brain kind of thing. Yeah. But it's weird. Because I've never done... We've done this... We did a one jam um, in this... Christmas from Street Band was talking to me that, like six months ago or something. Mm-hmm. Or even longer. And he's like, hey, man, we're starting... Um, Craig and I... From Benny's are starting a um, a super group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so bad. Yep. Super group called Super Duper, <laughs> and we want you, we want you we want you in there. And I was like, what? I was like, cool, all right. And Tyler's in it. Tyler plays bass. Mm-hmm. Chris drums. I play guitar. We have we jammed once, and it was like I found it so hard because Craig's like crazy. And he's got all these like epic. He had, he had these two song ideas and so he's coming in he's going, and he's teaching me how to play it and I hadn't, hadn't done that since Han Music Spot like <laughs> and still like Monument Jebediah that's like the last song I learned and now I'm learning like this kind of cool Benny's weird amalgamation kind of song and he's like yeah just do this and do that and I was like holy fuck this is so hard like learning someone else's song yeah right it was a trip and I'm like you know, I've, I've just really found it really hard and like stressful and I was like oh man these guys are going to think I'm a kook and like, oh. <laughs> And we got there. It was fun. We actually got super pissed. And we sort of stopped playing guitar and just having, a, having a laugh. The best result. Best band ever. We're going to be huge. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I just found it like really, really hard. And like, I don't think I could be in, in another band. I don't think I could like 
Because I always thought it'd be really cool. That's why I was really stoked about something like Super Duper because I'm like, that'd be fun. Like, I don't have to sing really. I can just play guitar. Like, mm-hmm. I always look at Reese. I'm like, I'm so jealous. Even though he's really noodly. Mm-hmm. Maybe I look at G.Y. I'm like, I'm so jealous of you because he can just like play bass and he's running around and doing all this shit. Yeah. And I'm like fully like concentrating. What's the next <laughs> lyric? And I'm sweaty and I, this song sucks. <laughs> and why do I sing about this? And, you know, yeah. um, all this shit. And I was thinking it'd be really, really fun to just be a, side guitarist guy yeah and it wasn't very fun <laughs> sorry super dupes i'm coming i'm still in but don't kick me out yeah but yeah it's a trip it's like i don't know i don't know what is it, what's wrong with me but i'm just not very good at guitar i think that's my thing it's <laughs> all right we, hey. we can do that together hey, thanks man thanks um so what was like the i guess like you know you, there's a drive there to write stuff but like what was the first what were the first things that you were writing like, um, what were you were you writing for yourself or were you writing for a band? What were you doing? Always just for me, never for a band. I never ever thought I'd be in a band, ever. Like I never, because I knew like the songs weren't good. I was using it more like as a kid using it 100%, still kind of do, but 100% like a diary. Yep. Just get shit off your chest. I was 15, like, mm-hmm. you know, going through puberty. Girls were scary and cool and I don't know what was going on with my dick and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know, just, yeah. just normal songs, I guess, kind of like that. I love that. But, I, I, yeah, they were they were definitely, like, love songs, you know, like, che- not cheesy. It was, I reckon they would not sound much different to what I'm doing now, to be honest, <laughs> which is kind of bad, okay. bad to say. It's all right. I stay true to my roots. Yep. Yeah, it, the drive was just to get crap off my chest. And I was just listening to, like, you know, all those bands, like Dashboard, like, just crappy, not crappy. I feel bad saying that because I loved them back in the day. <laughs> just it, very emo-y kind of dashboard taking back sunday those kind of bands especially in year 11 and 12 thursday yeah and i was just like fuck right. you listen to some of that stuff now it's like man it's i wonder if they're like fault up i blew it <laughs> that is embarrassing <laughs> why did we put this out yeah yeah world? yeah well i guess maybe not in the music just like lyrically this stuff is like a bit cringeworthy sometimes sure my stuff would be so worse so much worse than that yeah so it was just it was just getting stuff off my chest and that's the and i would have i guess i had a creative thing in me that I, I needed an outlet maybe yeah and that was it and so when did that roll into starting to like perform or show people that yeah diary or that whatever? sucked that was yeah. bad i did um i can't remember which came first the worst one was and i can't believe i did this i i fucking so bad i did um printed out this is before like facebook and everything so yeah to get people to come to a solo show of mine mm-hmm. i'd do um i printed out these invitations and cut them all up and put them and had everyone's all my friends addresses mm-hmm. i don't know what from maybe like a 16th birthday or something <laughs> and sent them all out to their addresses wow. with a date and time of a show in my living room <laughs> man and i was called i wasn't called tom lanyon i was called um i was called ever <laughs> chill don't chill out <laughs> chill out it's called E V E R called uh, well it's called Ever. Yeah. Which is pretty emo. How'd you think of Ever? Um Give me the background story of Ever. Don't, don't <laughs> make me dog, don't make me. It was cause um it was because uh a friend of mine a friend of mine gave his girlfriend a ring mm-hmm. who then she broke up with like pretty quickly after. And on the inside of the ring was engraved today, tomorrow, forever. And I was like, whoa, that's so cool. I want to get a girlfriend. That'd be awesome. Give him, give him I want to get a girlfriend. And uh, so today, tomorrow, forever, um, I just shortened that to ever. <clears throat> okay. And here we are today. <laughs> 
it, talking about music. I don't know how funny. Oh man, I'm so glad that guy gave that girl a ring and ma- and wrote that emo thing inside it. Yep. It's today, tomorrow. For- oh, so it's like I'll love you today, tomorrow, forever. Mm-hmm. And then she dumped him. So yeah, as they do, chicks suck. Uh, um, which was the theme of the show at the time as well um so yeah in this living room i was in like the corner of a living in my living room fernie creek Mm -hmm. and um just played i don't know what like i wish someone filmed it or something it would have been so freaking embarrassing and just sang all these songs i think i was singing about songs about like multiple girls in the room because we're all in high school so i don't know i don't know anyone else except for the girls i go to school with yeah um and it would have just been hell i can't believe people came yeah. They all came and sat and listened. Well, it was that crazy marketing strategy yeah, that you put in the place. Sense, the blast. The blast <laughs> yeah. out. The, fl- the, fl- the, ma- the snail mail blast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I called the show. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what I'm saying this. called the show Twilight. Oh, man. <laughs> Twilight with Ever. Twi- Twi- yeah, Twilight by Ever. I remember because it's like I'm a graphic designer now. And I thought I was back then too. So <laughs> I wrote like it was all like properly designed and I thought it looked epic and so that was I think that was my first show one of like I put it on myself in my living room wow yep at your parents house yeah wow <clears throat> I know. How, did, how did they feel about the performance I don't know I don't know if mum was there I think she might have left I can't because I think we all got really pissed after it like I think okay. it was like when I, we were all 16 so mum was really cool with like having people over and she just goes listens to John Fireman in a car or something <laughs> And then, and then she's your mum. She's the best. <laughs> um, and so I think I've got a feeling we all just got really drunk, but I don't know, and gave each other hickeys and like felt boobs and stuff like that. Classic, you know, classic sixteen-year-old stuff. Good move. Or everyone else did, and I just sat there like <laughs> writing about it. Anything for me? Yeah. She I'm won't just... touch me. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep watching this. Yeah, exactly. store it in my brain. It's a whole new song. Yeah, exactly. Tomorrow. You guys get another show next week about this about tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then the second show was a friend of mine. I think I think it was the same mate who I did um, guitar lessons for mm-hmm. in Croydon again. There was a bar called, um, what was it called? I think it was called Bar Zoo or something. Okay. Anyway, and they did, they did like um, uh, acoustic shows. Yeah. And, um, uh, and acoustic competitions. And so like the second show I was ever in. Oh, thanks, Doug. That's right. Second show I was ever in was um, uh, an acoustic competition. And I yep. got pretty far. I think I got to like... I think I got to like semi-finals or something in this shitty bar, and yep. like all these, all these like I don't know who the hell were the the judges. I have no idea. And I remember one kid, come, like the judge, comes to me and goes, "Wow, yeah, really like your sound. You're going for that kind of kiss chasey sound." Ooh. And I'm going, "Fuck you." <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Even, <laughs> even though it probably was. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was and that was that was it. And I lost the I lost the um lost the competition. Yep. And then. I think he just went back to writing songs. Yeah, wow. And never, never ever played again until the first series show in 2012 or something. Wow. So, so how long, how, how many, long how many was years that? is that? Yeah. That would have been 2000 and that would have been like 10 years. Jesus. Crazy. And I did, um, and I was like, I've got, I can send them to you, they're bad, but I've got like records and EPs and all this crap that I've, because once I got a, I got a Mac um, when I graduated high school for design. Mm-hmm this little emac thing and it had um garage band on it and i had no idea what garage band was and i'm like i wonder if you could like i wonder if there's a microphone on this thing i just hit record and there's a, there was a little mic on it yeah it's like holy shit so that was the first time i ever recorded stuff mm-hmm. and i was stoked i just wrote like so many songs i've got them all on my phone right now they're so bad yeah so ever like this <laughs> ever you know i'm just- glad that you still kept that shit because one of the biggest regrets i have was that i don't know i was one of those 
cool guys that, you know, had a really big desktop computer some years ago. Sick. Yeah, you know, one of those things that no one who doesn't want to sit at a desk forever needs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it died and on it was like everything I'd ever done musically. That sucks. And I mean, I've sort of been like picking up the pieces over the years. Like, I mean, most recently I went to my mum's house and she was like, there's a bunch of shit in the garage that I think is yours. Either take it or I throw it in the bin. And then I found like the first, the first CD I was ever like, I was ever a part of like the production of like, it was a proper EP CD fully, thing. Fully. And I was like, so stoked. I listened to it and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, should have left this in that box. No way. Never, like, I, like, I love that I kept it. Yeah. But I'm like, so, I'm so bummed that I don't have all like the old new metal bands I was in. Totally. Like, fully. all that just for nothing more than the, the fact of having them. Yeah. Like, I don't need to, I mean, you know, to, now I would happily show people those things to laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it does suck that that fucking computer's gone. And, you know, like, all the other things on, like, pictures of, like, the sh- first shows I yeah, played yeah. and all that stuff that now has just vanished. And, and was listening to that, that EP, was that, like, did it take you back to, like, that time and place yeah. kind of thing? Like, listening to those ever records, I'm just like, well, I call them records. Fuck. They're like, <laughs> who, who am I? Bon Jovi? Yep. Uh, but listening to those things, I'm just like, whoa. Like, I remember sitting in my room writing that, like, playing that song. And, yeah. Well, I mean, a, a big thing for me with, like, the, the first, like, you know, proper CD I was involved with. What was that band called? It was called Echo Inside. Oof. Classic. Oof, shit. It was good. Um, a Sepultura lyric. So very good. Okay. It was a Tick. new me- it was a new metal band that became a death metal band over the course of like five years. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but by the time that CD came out, I was the uh, by the time that was even recorded, I was the only original member of the band. <laughs> when the band started, I was the drummer, and then by the time that came out on that record, I played guitar and drums. And to another friend of mine played bass and I just got a guy to sing. Like, <laughs> a fr- like he was, we became friends because of the band. Yeah. But I didn't really know him. Yeah. He was just a, a mate of a mate who could like, man, this dude's got like really good death metal vocals. And I was like, you're in the band, bro. And then. Echo Inside, right. Echo Inside. And the, the EP had two covers and one <laughs> original. <laughs> What's the point? What is the point? Like, I don't even what know. Was the, what thing. was the EP called? Was it self-titled? Uh, it was a split. Oh, shit. Um, um, and uh, for all those who are sensitive to the uh, world of death metal, turn this off for 10 seconds. It was called Abortion Clinic. <laughs> as you do when you write a death metal record. And the band... What, what, split, other, what other band was into that as the well? The band the split was with yeah. was called Rake Sodomy. So, that while is- you were in year 11 and 12 doing- Twilight by ever. Doing that, I was releasing a thing called Abortion you Clinic. Were so, you were so much gnarlier than I was back then. <laughs> yeah, I had really long hair. It was fun. Holy um, moly. Yeah, it was brutal. So, mum definitely doesn't like that. Yep, no, and, no, no. You know, thought it was definitely a phase. So How, how old were you when that happened? That I would have been in year 11. When that dropped, when that came out. 
Yeah, well, yeah. When it dropped, yeah. when it dropped, I was probably in year twelve. But I was in year eleven when we did it. Okay, mm-hmm. I was very young mm-hmm. and very into death metal. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I think it's funny now, but it's it's one of those things. It was like I worked at a music store. I had long hair. Whoa. I was friends with band guys. I also played in another band where everyone. I think I was like 16 and everyone in the band was like in their thirties <laughs> and my mum and we jammed at my mum's house and my mum thought it was hilarious that I was in a band with like grown ups. No way. Your mum's a ruler. And she would like make us dinner and stuff. It was <laughs> quite funny. Um, what was that band called? That band was called Reign of Terror. <clears throat> well, that's more, I guess. Passable. Yeah. yeah. Adults, you know. Yeah, true, yeah. true, true. Yeah. You didn't have anything to do with that. They had kids. They realized <laughs> yeah. these things weren't passable. They wouldn't, they, they, they didn't have a, they wouldn't have an EP called Abortion Clinic. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that stuff to me is like, like, it's funny talking about it, but it's like, I would love to have all that stuff now mm. and it fucking sucks that the time and the era that I'm of things weren't more physical. Yeah. A lot of stuff was just in my big old computer that yeah. didn't work anymore. I mean, the only reason I've got that stuff on my phone now is because, um, <clears throat> because, uh, it, like that was in 2013 or whatever. And I had that EMAC computer thing yeah. that, and I like, we had only had iPods. So that would copy onto that and that would crash. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like download all the stuff on the iPod onto the other computer and that'd crap. And I'd just constantly do that. Yeah. So my, my iTunes at home is like just full of the wildest crap. I'm so lucky that I'm actually really lucky that we kept that sort of stuff. Cause yeah. it would have, su- it, it been, at least, you know, like I've got everything I've ever recorded. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So what, what were you in that time that you were saying like this downtime, what were you, what were you doing with yourself in that time? Still <laughs> playing the gu- guitar, still writing. Yeah. Um, like just constant, I was just, I never stopped writing. I just, that's what I've done <clears throat> ever since I figured out how to do it for myself enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like never stopping. It's weird. That's why everyone was kind of like, when I, when the band came, when the band first started on our first show and stuff, everyone's like, fuck dude, I didn't even know like you played guitar. Or I didn't even know you could sing. Yeah. Well, and it was never a thing for me. It never surprised me because I've been doing it since I was 14, mm-hmm. but never just, never showing anyone. Yeah. Like I never known it. I record all those those stupid EPs and records and stuff, and no one listen, like I, no one's heard them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just it was just I, I don't know why I did. It. I was just really stoked. I just loved it. Yeah. Didn't care if anyone didn't hear them. No way was I ever going to play a show. I just thought playing a show would be impossible, and who yeah. would want to see it, and who would want to come out to it, and and like you know it's a bit of a you know suck myself off move to solo out there and with acoustic guitar or something. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it, uh, fully just playing playing um playing guitar and like listening to so much music just constantly loving music listening to it going to unfortunately not going to many like melbourne bands but mm-hmm. going to every touring band that came to melbourne i'd go see especially yeah. in like punk and emo and hard, i guess hardcore and stuff like that mm-hmm. um <clears throat> until like that was for 10 years. It's a trip. I, I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. And now I can't imagine my life without a band. So it was really, really weird. And it's only been, when it started 2012. So it's that, it's, it's four years. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I was just, what was I doing? Yeah. Time? Yeah. Cause why would I, now I write a song. I'm like, fuck, that is going to be so dope. I can't wait to play that with, with, yeah, yeah, with everyone. Course. Can't wait to hear everyone, our band over the top of that. That's going to like, Reese is going to sound amazing. G is going to sound amazing. Frankie will. Um, and then people are going to love that live. 
Yeah. But before that, I was like, that was so dope. Let's record it on a voice memo. But like, that's when, that's what I was doing as well. Just constantly recording voice memo stuff. Yeah. Um, but then never, never using those songs as series songs. Like as soon as the series started, we wrote new stuff. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't, know, I don't know what's wrong with me. So how did you end up funneling into a band then from... That was Reese Lugel. Um, bless him. He started the band. <clears throat> I didn't want to do it. That was my attitude the whole time. I was like, I'm never going to play a show. I don't want to play shows. Like, yeah. I don't want to... I, I can't... For some reason, like, I couldn't be in a band. I just thought that was... I don't know why, but I was nah, I'll never be in a band. Yeah. And I had a No Sleep Records Descendants t-shirt ripoff. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing it in the Botanical Gardens at a friend's just booze up out... Uh, afternoon party thing mm-hmm. and uh my brother's mate was reese's brother okay and they were all down they're from the peninsula so they, everyone came up for one of my brother's mate's parties uh, birthdays so i came i was wearing a t-shirt and reese came i think jim, jim my brother um mentioned to reese that i play guitar you should go talk to him and so maybe jim started the band i don't know <laughs> <laughs> someone did it wasn't me um yeah. so he came up reese came up to me and goes sick t-shirt and i don't really know i didn't know who the descendants were really so i was like he goes, yeah, sick t-shirt. Is that a sentence t-shirt? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> fuck, don't ask me any more questions, please. Yeah. And he's a big, tall, beautiful bastard. And I was like, oh, boy. And I didn't know him. And he's like, we should start a band. I was like, I was saying to him, like, yeah, yeah, that sounds sick. Mm-hmm. In my head, just going, fuck, no. Yeah. There's no way. I don't know you, dude. I'm not starting a band with you. Yeah. No way. Like, he had no idea who I was or how I, if I was good. He didn't care. Mm. That's what I like about Reese. He's just, just a go-getter, just does shit. For yeah, the, for the hell of it. And so, what was the reaction then to doing that? Like, how did how did you how did he change your mind? I guess <clears throat> he got me to. Um, my brother owns a or has his business in a big warehouse in Collingwood mm-hmm. on Easy Street. Yeah, and uh, we were that's the only place I knew like we could make noise. I guess because I don't know, I didn't know what a practice space was. Sure. So I'm like, cool. And he had he had been in bands before. He he'd been in a band called These Vessels. Which is kind of a sick name. I wish we kind of stole it, to be honest. <laughs> it's no abortion clinic, but it'll, you know, it's up there. It's, it's, up, it's up there. Or was that the EP? Sorry. You can have that, though. Yeah, I mean, cool. I'll take You can name yourself after my first. There EP. is a new series record coming out, and we could change the name, I guess. <laughs> uh, one, however, it'd be See how that'll yeah, yeah, go yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we, we got in this um, Collingwood, Collingwood warehouse, and like you and I sitting right now, yes. but on these like weird school chair things that, that they had there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have a guitar. I didn't have an electric. All I had was an acoustic guitar. So Reese brought two guitars and um, two little amps. He had a little Marshall amp and this little like gorilla. You know gorilla amps? Yep, I do. It was this tiny little gorilla amp. It was so cool. He painted it orange. <laughs> he was such a punk kid. Yeah. Painted it orange. And one up one side had, had the word kill. I don't know Fuck why. Yeah, dude. The other cool. side had a gun. And it looked like a, looked like a dick. <laughs> and then and then on the front, I think it had a lightning bolt. And then next to the lightning bolt had Blink One Eight Two. That's fucking sick, <laughs> dude. It was I a cool. And he fucking threw it out. I'm pretty sure. Where he sold? No, he couldn't have sold it. No one buy it. I don't know what he do with it. But anyway, it was just that is amazing. I'm like, well, this guy, this guy's cool. He's got two amps and two electric guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sat across from each other like this, just looking at each other. Yeah. And he goes, "What can you play?" And like, I can't play any covers. I'm, I'm not. I've been writing songs for 15 years, but fucking don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know. He goes, I can play this. And then just starts like playing this riff and I can't remember what band it was. I'm like, cool, cool. And he goes, all right. And it was, it was fully so awkward. It was, and I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And we're just sitting there like this across from each other. 
And then I was sort of like, well, oh, I can play this. And I can't really noodle. So I was like, always the rhythm guitarist. Yeah. That's how I did it. Because I can't sing a noodle back, course, up, yeah. back at home <clears throat> on an acoustic guitar as well. Yeah, yeah. So I go, oh, I can play this. And we, um, we he started riffing over what I was playing and stuff like that. And it sounded cool. It's just this instrumental thing. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, can you sing? And I was like so nervous. I was like, no, 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 I can't sing. I don't know. He goes, sweet. We'll just, we'll just find a singer. Yeah. And I was like starting to think about it. I was like, fuck that. I don't want to like, I don't want someone else singing songs. Yeah. And I don't even know how that works. Like, do they sing songs that I've written or is he the writer of the sing- This imaginary singer, is he the writer of the songs? Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Um, and so we did that one thing and then that one practice and then we came came back the next week and I was like, oh man, I might, um, <clears throat> I might have a go at singing. And he goes, yeah, sweet, sweet. And I, I sang, and then we wrote Damn Lies, which is the f- uh, the first song of the EP, like our first EP. Yeah, well, so like just went like, just clicked and we wrote Damn Lies and I sang Damn Lies <clears throat> and he's like, whoa, cool, all right, yeah, you can sing, you be the singer. I yeah. Was like, sweet. <laughs> it was a trip. And then like, that was it. And then we'd meet, meet there, um, <clears throat> I think it was every week. For And that was the same thing, like. I never thought we'd play a show mm. or write or record anything. I was just like, cool, this is fun now. I've got someone else to play guitar with. And I and I get to write the songs and Reese just noodles over the top. That's sick. Yeah. I was like, this is like ever 2.0. <clears throat> <laughs> and um Forever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, right? <laughs> Two ever. Two ever. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah. And then Wow, we did it for so long. We St- Steve Baker from um, Hawaiian Islands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He I knew him from work. And um, he was a drummer. He was the only drummer I knew. Yep. So I was like, man, can you come in and drum on... Can you join a, join a band? And I had no idea about like any of that stuff. Like no idea about Hawaiian Islands, like what band he was in. I knew he was in a band, but I don't... Yeah, I yeah. never ever went to any of those kind of shows before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, do you want to come and, and um, practice with us? And he's such a nice dude. I don't think he ever really wanted to. He's like, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, sounds good. I'll come. In that Steve Baker kind of voice. <laughs> and um, rocked up and... It was sick. He drummed like so amazing on these songs. We played Damn Lies and um, one other song that I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was on, the, I think it was Burnley, which is also on the EP. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he's just like, oh, Hawaiians is like, just taking up too much of my time. I can't do it. It wasn't when they were kind of doing really well. And yeah, stuff. yeah, sure. And um, I'm like, yeah, no sweat dog. So he did three practices and we recorded some stuff on our voice memos and we've still got them. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then... We look, we had to find a bass player first for some reason. Never thought about a drummer. Yep. And I knew GY from going to Soundwave, such a ledge. He was always just such a nice guy. Like, I think, I don't know how I knew him. It was like, I think through friends, like through Jimmy and my brother. Yeah. So lucky. Um, and he's just the biggest legend. We'd always go, um, like drink beers and go see like the, the whiny bands at Soundwave, like Weekend Ends and stuff like that. Sure. <clears throat> and he'd always wear this gross, like, like a driver's cap. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's yeah. had some crook looks, Jay. I love him. I love him, man. But man, that hat. I just, all I remember is him in that hat because he's got a big bloody head too. So it looks like real weird on top. Um, <laughs> bless him. Um, he's going to hate me for that. That's but right. but um, yeah, and then I was like, it was the best. We're at the corner at another friend's birthday and I saw him. Um, it was a mutual friend again. It was so weird. And I was like, Jeezy, this is a classic Jay. I was like, Jay, do you want to, or Grant probably back then. Grant, do you want to um, play bass in my band? And he goes, yep. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, sick. I'll do it. I was like, what are you for real? Do you want to know what it is? He goes, no, 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 sick. Let me know when. And I'm like, oh, it's in Collingwood. He goes, I live in Collingwood. It's so easy. Let's do it. Done. When is it? Tuesday night? All right, see ya. And I'm like, fucking hell, this band stuff's easy. What are you, 
<laughs> I should have done this when I was 14. Yeah, what have I been doing the last I 10 years? I know, fully. And uh, got there, he played bass. So, for a while, series was just Grant, Reese, and I. Mm-hmm. Just no percussion, just yeah. playing guitar, great. bass. It sounded great. And then we're like, all right, maybe we should get a drummer. Never, th- I still didn't think we'd play shows. And um, we got Frankie in. Um, GY knew Frank through a friend. Um, and little adorable Frank. We played... We played a set. He we sent him songs that we'd recorded, and we played it, played it, we played it, and he like he um, drummed along, and he was fucking epic, like straight away. Yeah, it's like holy hell, this guy's good. Well, I guess I think we thought he was good. I didn't really know. I've never. It was only, <laughs> only ever knew Steve. The only other person yeah. you've done it with. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was pretty good. So I was like, cool. He was cool. And then um, he goes, he comes at the end of the practice, we're like packing up, and like classic Frank's like, if you know him, he's like, um, he goes, so is it official? Am I in the band? <laughs> and I'm like, you're the the only drummer I know besides Steve Baker, and he doesn't want to do it. You're in, dog. You're in. You're in. <laughs> and Series was born. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a boring story. No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I've talked to some people like yourself um, that have, like the guys from Clown, say, who like started the that this is their band. Yeah. Whereas for me the band that I sort of uh, got to the point where I met people and made friends out of um, was like the 10th band I was in or something. Yeah. You totally, know, like, yeah. And, and I really, I mean, I admire the fact that people st- stick these things out. I also am interested in how, you know, that, that came about for you because I mean, the thing for me, I guess the stark difference was all I wanted to do was fucking play shows. Mm. Like that, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I think, I mean, again, that's probably a different from different upbringing and different personality and stuff. But like the thing for me was like growing up watching music videos and DVDs and things and stuff. All I wanted to do was like, oh, if you play heavy guitar, people bang their heads in <laughs> yeah, front of you. Yeah, and for it. some reason, everyone's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love both of those yeah, things. Yeah, like, yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, and I mean, to the point where like the the first band, like proper band I was in, I played drums in and I'd never played drums before. Like I started playing drums to play in a band. Like I was yeah. playing guitar in that band mm. <clears throat> and it was like, we don't know anyone who plays drums. And I was like, there's a drum kit at school. We can use drum kit at school. I guess like... Like, I like drums. I know where it is, so yeah, I, guess, yeah. I guess I'm the drummer. I can get drumsticks from, like, the music teacher. Yeah. So, that's how I learned how to play drums. Yeah. And, like... And then that went on to me playing drums for, like... You know, I I only stopped really playing drums, like, a couple of years ago. No way. And, like... Like, I cannot believe that I went for that long doing that stuff. And, like, when I definitely didn't ever set out to do it. No, nah, Yeah. And then once were, you, were you playing guitar at all? Yeah, I was playing guitar bands? as well. <clears throat> Not really in other bands. Like, I was just playing at home. Mm. But, like, I definitely cared more about playing guitar and I enjoyed playing guitar. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, again, like, growing up in Canberra, it's, like, quite small. So, again, every once it broke out of school, all the bands I was in and that stuff, it was all the same people anyway until I got into, like punk and hardcore and stuff and then it was a new group yeah and then i could blend the groups together and things like that but i found it really interesting like people like yourself and like will when i talked to will about how you know he played 
acoustic guitar for ages and he was like writing songs it sounds the same with yourself yeah. like writing songs and writing lyrics and singing and things like that like those were things that were never a part of my like musical growth until you know the last like five years or so yeah yes yeah like thinking about those elements of things yeah like for me it was just like i mean i guess this is probably from a different musical background as well where i was I was trying to be like a metal guitar player or a metal drummer when I was playing drums. But it, I mean, that I think that's one of the things that's like been the coolest thing about moving down here and living here and becoming involved with like music down here is how the scenes and how different people have sort of ended up blending together. Yeah, fully. Because I mean... Did you, did you move down here because of bands? No, I moved, I moved here for a girl who is not the girl I'm with anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I moved down here for that. And at the time I was playing in I Exist. So I existed like, you know, I think we'd been a band for like a year. So not not very much, but we were touring and at that point and like yeah. doing stuff. Um, but when I moved here, like I met, you know, I knew a lot of people through her. And then I met a lot of people and... It was really cool. And then I, like, I don't think I exist would have gotten any of the opportunities that we have had I not come here. Yeah. I mean, I love our music and the guys in I exist are fucking some of my best friends and they're great at playing music. But I think the reality is in Canberra, you got to be like fucking crazy awesome to get anywhere. Yeah. And no one's really in the market for weird stoner metal. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like something people like... You know, we gotta go to this. Yeah, we gotta get to Canberra. Yeah, There's we, some good shit happening down there, guys. We gotta go to the political capital <laughs> of the country to find out about Stoner Melbourne. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. That that Melbourne thing is, I mean, sheer coincidence that this band happened in Melbourne. I mean, not coincidence, but just happenstance that we grew up in Melbourne. And I'm so so lucky. And I'm, I'm the same with you. I don't think our series would be anywhere. Not that we're anywhere really right now, but you know, would be wouldn't even exist without Melbourne being there, ready to sort of be ready for it, like accept us, I guess. Yeah. Because I always felt bad, like <clears throat> that parallel between Will and I. I mean, we, I guess we're kind of the same there, besides him being way better at songwriting. Than <laughs> I um, but I, but he was always in. I guess he was always sort of like writing songs, and you know, maybe he thought he'd get a band one day or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and but he's always always part of the scene. Yeah. I was like this piece of crap who would only go see touring bands, um, not even Australian bands. They'd they'd have to well, not have to be, but you know, I'd hardly ever go see um, a band like us. I'd, like I'd never go see a series show. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I feel like a biggest prick because now I'm like. So a part you of it. want people to be there. Yeah, I know. I'm like, where is everyone? I'm like, gone. Um, but yeah, it's really weird. So he was like, he he was Will, I guess, was a part of it for the whole way through, and and he had this has the, you know that crazy respect. Mm-hmm. Whereas what, what, like series kind of rocked up on the scene. Everyone is like, who are these pricks? Like I don't know. Everyone, G Y was the Frankie was in like from like the pop punk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we never really like ever sort of played shows in that kind of realm. Really, yeah. thank fuck. Um, and <laughs> Um, Jeezy was in, he was in some pretty, pretty like rocky kind of bands, okay. but he had this rad, like his favorite bands, Canation or something like that. So he had this cool, really rad, um, um, a heritage, I guess behind him sure. of, of, 
Melbourne and Australian bands, mm-hmm. especially in the hardcore and stuff. Yeah. So everyone kind of knew Jeezy and um, a lot of people knew Frank. And then here's Reese and I rocking up and they're just like, who are these kooks? Like, yeah. and, and I think not pissed, not, no one was bummed, but not, everyone was excited about us, but they're all kind of like, you know, as soon as we started, everyone's like, have you heard this band? Like no one knows who they are. And they kind of sound like fucking Kiss Chasey. <laughs> Yeah. Like, who, like, where do they come from? Because I was never at a show. And I feel bad about that because, like, I never went. I went to the art house once to see um, La Dispute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why didn't I go? It was sick. I loved it. But I'm like, why wouldn't I go back there next weekend and go see an Australian, like, a Melbourne band? Yeah. I just was. Well, I mean, I, I think that's, that's sort of exposure as well. I think sort of the difference, <clears throat> and, like, what I would say right off the bat is because you were here. There was so much access to those international bands, yeah. whereas it, the opposite for me was because I was in Canberra, I sort of came into things in the dip of a wave. So when just before I'd sort of come into going to shows and things was like the the fade out of um, John Farnham. Yeah, the, the John Farnham <laughs> of international bands going to Canberra, at mm-hmm. least for like a five or so year period. Yeah. So in that whole period, all I could go see and play and do was local bands. Yeah. And then as those bands I was playing in started getting better and older and smarter and stuff, international bands started coming again. So we started playing with international bands and which is mad, but at the same time, had there not been that, bracket where it was just going to local shows and playing i'm sure i exist wouldn't be a yeah, band yeah it wouldn't be a band yeah because fully, that's how i know fully. those guys yeah totally. from playing those local shows it's a trip how that shit works out huh? yeah and yeah. like and, and that's what i think like i think prior to the bracket that we sort of started in was when i how, when, of what, you, what year was that i exist started <clears> in 2009 but I've known all those guys probably since like 2005, I guess. Yeah, right. And that would have been when I was going to actively like being a part of those shows. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, but like it, it, it was one of, like I'd been going to shows prior to that. But again, I was only going to see international bands and I wasn't going with friends. Yeah. I was either going to shows that I could go to or sneaking into shows that I couldn't go to. Yeah. I don't know. But like, it's, it is, it's a strange thing. And I think the other thing is that is like you said, like it it can be pretty hard starting a band here because people aren't accepting if you haven't been around. Mm. You know, whereas I never had that because I fucking literally, if I didn't know everyone's (laughs) name, I'd seen all of their faces before. Yeah, and played in bands with them. Yeah, exactly. At every show I ever went to. Yeah. Um, And and it wasn't, it's not like, I mean, I'm I'm not whinging saying like, oh, they weren't accepting, but they were just very surprised that like, I don't know who these people are. I I don't know why. I I mean, no one's ever said that to me, but I just had a vibe of like, hmm, who who is this band on on the scene now um, playing kind of similar music Mm -hmm. and, and where do they come from? But after like, after a show or two, we just got... And now, I cannot imagine not having the friends I've got through the band. Not even in my band, but outwardly, like everyone else in bands and all the all the guys at the pubs. And it's I'm so lucky to have that shit. And yeah. it's really weird because I'm like, how old was I when... I, in 2012, how long, was, how long ago was that? Four years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's... I was... What is that? I was 26. I was 25, 26. Okay. So I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. 
and like it's that's that's like you know you're kind of making new friends at an older age it's pretty yeah, weird yeah. it's like it's not like we kind of grew up together and stuff so i just instantly got a million new friends um once i think once i think everyone kind of realized we were an assholes yeah if we were pricks then of course we i think if we were pricks our band would be nothing like i think that's really good about the melbourne sort of scene is we kind of everyone's got to get along yeah there's not many assholes i, I, I don't know any assholes really that like there's some kooks but you know you deal with them. you deal with them <laughs> but like you, we all kind of get along and we all we're all sort of just super supportive of each other hopefully hopefully our band is to other bands that we try to be mm. um and it's it's a beautiful thing yeah it's mm. great mm. and so how, how did like how have you sort of measured mm. um i don't want to say measured growth but like how have you you know enjoyed or seen the development of series go along then like has it been pretty quick for you or have you felt it's been gradual because you haven't been a band for that long no no um well that's the other problem is because it's my first band everyone like frankie used to say like you i'd be like bummed about not bummed but like strange about something or i didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. like maybe it was a show offer or something i'm like no i don't want to do that and he's like fuck dude you know how hard do you know how like many bands I've been in that would never even get an offer like that. Yeah. And you're being a dickhead about it, like a year in. Mm. And I was like, well, shit. He kept saying like, GY and Frank always kept saying like, this stuff doesn't happen to um, a lot of bands. Like, yeah. You, you're lucky, man. You, you, you and Reese don't know, but you got, we're, we're a lucky band and lucky shit happens to us. And um, <clears throat> so they used to remind me about it, but I'm not sure. I, yeah. I can't tell if it's fast or quick because it's, I mean, quick or slow because was my first band but i don't know i think we're doing all right have you enjoyed the experience it's been the best yeah it's been the best i've just i've keep just explaining it's like it's the best hobby a man yeah. a man can have <laughs> i mean we're all besides uh, besides some of our friends bands who are blowing up right now which is the best ever mm. most of us are just in are having a hobby i mean I, yeah, yeah. I it's probably pretty bad to say but i I've, i just treat it as like you got to have fun and if you're doing something that sucks for the band then why are you doing that because it should be fun because yeah. you've got a job. You've got a job that you go to and that sucks sometimes. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it sucks. But this thing has to be fun always. And that's kind of be our, our goal of just... It's getting next level now, which, which is cool because that's still exciting and fun opportunities arise. Mm-hmm. But there's now there's fucking, you know, lawyers and booking agents and all sorts of shit. Money. And, and money, yeah. yeah. And money, yeah, you're right. It's money. Yeah. There's no money back in the day. Now yeah. it's kind of all about... I mean, there's still no money, but it's about money changing hands. <laughs> where that we, money goes. Wherever it goes. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. money going somewhere. It's not to us. Yeah. Um, so it, it's still fun because it's super exciting. And, you know, the next kind of thing of series is look, looking great. And But it's, yeah, you just got to, that was the motto to keep it fun. And if it wasn't fun, we'd just all kind of bail. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think that's something as well that a lot of people, not, I, I think a <clears> lot of people that get invested in playing music or like, and again, I don't know this to be sure because I've never really had a part of it though, but like tasted success or something like that. And then I feel like that's where you lose a lot of creativity and Mm. passion Yeah, is when it becomes, you need to worry about it. I think the thing for me that keeps me able to think of new ideas and you know, this isn't, talking myself up i'm not fucking selling tons of records mm. or john farnham or anything well yeah exactly but like i'm you know i'm happy with what i'm doing yeah it's all that matters and you know if people like it which some people do fucking awesome yeah but the, i think the the reason why i'm able to keep doing that 
is because I have a, you know, I, I like the work that I do. I really enjoy it. I get fulfillment out of it, but there's a lot of things I don't like about it. Like the fact that I have to go, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I would love to not have to go yeah, do something yeah. for money. Exactly. Um, yeah. you know, ideally I would do this or yeah. play guitar or yeah. anything else, you know, yeah. get drunk all the time. Mm. Like, um, but I think because I have to do that thing to fuel all this other stuff, it makes me really appreciate this stuff a lot more. Yeah. And I get a lot more fulfillment out of it. Totally. You know? I, I remember, remember like, I mean, I, I, my thing was listening, listening to those emo bands back in the, I mean, I say emo, they're like, they were just pop punk bands in, dis- <laughs> in disguise. Yeah. But they would constantly, I remember their first record would be all about girls. I'm like, this is sick. So down. Love this shit. Yeah. Second record would just be like, tainted with this funny kind of vibe about it and then one song would be about money yeah and i'm like fuck off why are you right why are you singing about money <laughs> singing about girls still like what is like why i what? can't relate to yeah, money yeah no, no, exactly I'm a, I'm a kid i'm like yeah. i just remember always feeling that just going why are you singing about money you dickhead like i want to i want to you know cry with you about girls and stuff and it was I can totally see why now because it was their second record and they got poached by a bigger label mm-hmm. and they got absolutely reamed by stuff. Or well, it's not even even being getting reamed. It's like just the constant talking about where your band is at and how can it progress and, you know, the, the mechanics and the business of it all. Oh, man, it's, it's so boring. And it's not what... I mean, some guys, some guys do it to... Some guys start bands to blow up, but I never did that. So I never got it when these guys are writing i mean i guess they're the same they were writing songs in reaction to that and like in opposition that that was the reality they were experiencing yeah yeah. and that was kind of cool because like looking back now it's like oh they're being honest and they're writing like a truly honest song but i'm like fuck god dude you're talking about girls girls. i want to hear about girls yeah so Um, the next series record is just all about money (laughs) (laughs) and john you've had the taste yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. we're going to the top baby yeah (laughs) So, so what are the sort of next things that you guys have on the boil for yourselves? Um, we've got a new record uh, recorded. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're halfway through mixing it, and we're, I'm so excited about it. What, how was the process? Oh, recording was incredible. Yep. We did... I shouldn't have done it, but we did 14 days straight. Okay. Um, and... I think it really broke us in the end. <laughs> Everyone's a bit pissy. I've done it before. It's Have you? not great. No, yeah. you need a weekend in there, don't yeah. you? Um, the reason we did it, we had um, such a trip. We had uh, this guy called Tom Bromley. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a band called Lost Campus Sinos. I don't yeah. know if you know him. They're, 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 never heard uh, him. Like a Welsh band, and now they're from UK. Okay. And uh, I heard him ages ago. I don't know what how I heard him. I think it was on like a website or something. Mm-hmm. And they are my f- full favorite band ever. Yeah. And ever since I started the band, or ever since restarted the band, I was saying we should get Tom Bromley from Lost Campus to come in and like as a trip, like yeah, like it's ever going to happen. But we should get this guy in to record, yeah, to produce a record of ours before the EP. Like I didn't even know what recording was, but I'm like he sounds like a nice guy. I don't know why I thought he was a nice guy. All I've seen is his photo, and I like his music. Yeah, he he plays guitar and writes the music, and then um, another guy, Gareth, sings over the top mm-hmm. of it. You know, like yeah. a song, as they do <laughs> yeah, when you're yeah, creating yeah. music. It's like a technical recording recording thing. You guys don't get it, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to keep up. But anyway, this is when we we recorded a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I hit him up in October. Tom from Lost Campesinos through a SoundCloud contact 
form. Wow. Because that's the only way I knew how to get hold of him. Because uh-huh. I, I follow him on Twitter, and like, but you can't email. or Unless you're each following each other, you can't chat to each other. Yeah. I could have tweeted him, but I'm like, that's pretty lame. That's, yeah. I'm not doing that. That's our, strange way to Yeah, I was like, our, our four followers would know we're up to something. <laughs> so I wanted to keep it. This is actually a bombshell I'm dropping on you right now, yeah, dog, yeah. about this stuff. Anyway, um, and because he's in the UK, he's up when I'm asleep, and I'm up when he's asleep. Sure. And so overnight, I woke up in the morning. I sent him an email saying, hey... Here's some demos. We had a bunch of demos. Um, have you ever thought of, would you ever want to come to Australia and record a record? Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the morning and it's like, this sounds really, this sounds really cool. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I was like, are you for real? And then he gave me his email address. I shouldn't, probably shouldn't give it out, but it's like, it's at lostcampusinos.com. I'm like, what? The-? I don't know why that tripped me out. I was like, holy fuck. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> my favorite band and my favorite dude is going to do it. And so we... Had, had a bunch of correspondence and stuff like that and then ended up um, him coming over and he stayed at my house and he's the best dude ever. Like, we're full friends now. The whole thing was a complete trip. Like, I'd be sitting there in the studio just, like, looking around, looking at Tom. And we have Aaron who did the... Aaron Dobos who did our last record. Mm-hmm. He's actually done, like, all our shit besides Selfish Prick. Um, oh, and the EP. He's done the record and then... Anyway. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> he hasn't done all our shit. Get anyway. into specifics. I know. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you can cut this out, right? That's all right. Uh, he did. He was engineering, so he's our homie. He knew us back to front, and then Tom was there. I'm just looking at these guys, just going, "I cannot fucking believe this is happening." Yeah. At, at Sing Sing down down um, South Yarra, Sing Sing South. Yeah. Oh, I could not believe it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, 14 days straight, we all wanted to kill ourselves. At the end, listened to it back, had beers. Um, my brother came around, my girlfriend was there, and we just listened to it and drank beers and all cried at the end. Um, Dude, that's sick. It was the most, it, like, fully the most incredible experience I've had, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, went at dinner and cried at dinner. <laughs> like, we were just, Dude. all of us just crying the whole time. Because it meant, like, it was 14, it was like a fucking compression session of 14 days, plus two years of, like, like writing and demoing this record um, since the last one. And I'm like, it just, it just came out so well. I'm hoping I'm not hyping it up, but it's like... I've you got to. Never, I've just never been more proud of anything I've ever yeah, done. Well, that's fantastic. And for a fun little hobby that I thought it was, and now, you know, what we've done is is incredible. So I've got like Aaron and Tom, and and we our band has got everyone to thank. We're so stoked. Yeah. So it's so really it's really fucking good. Yeah. Not man. the not the record the situation. Well, I'm sure it's great too. Well, yeah, it's not bad. Talked enough. <laughs> I'll see the Arias anyway. <laughs> Apra dollars, come come get me. Please. <laughs> well, I think that's an appropriate place to finalize things. Please do. Thank you very much for coming and doing this. Thank you for having me at house and for letting me bring burgerings in. Thank you for bringing beer. I love no, that no shit. worries, man. I love that shit too. Cheers. See you, dog. Bye, man. <laughs>